Welcome to the Building a Bulletproof Back podcast. As a physio, I'm on a mission to reduce the back pain epidemic. These conversations that you're about to listen to with leading edge teachers and back pain sufferers is my attempt to evolve the mainstream medical approach to treating stubborn back pain. You see, I firmly believe that building a bulletproof back requires mental, physical, and emotional strategy. Let's see what pearls of wisdom we can share with you today. Thanks for listening and thanks for being here. Hey, welcome to the Building a Bulletproof Back podcast. Guess where we are? We're at uh, <laughs> CrossFit Margaret River doing a the first ever on location recording. Well, that's exciting. It is. And I've got Ben Robinson, who, along with his beautiful partner Nick, uh, own and operate CrossFit Margaret River. And so I thought Ben would be a really good person to talk to this week um, for several reasons. Uh, ben, I'm not sure that you even know the intention of this podcast, but basically, we talk to either back pain sufferers who've managed to find a way to get out of the nightmare and improve their pain status and their functional status and they come on and talk about their story and the tips and the tricks and the things they learned along the way. Or I interview people like yourself, people who run movement studios or who are manual therapists who work with people um, with a movement discipline that may benefit someone in back pain. So I suppose we should kick off by letting you have a chat about how you came to be involved in CrossFit, why you love it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, thanks, Maz, for having me on. Um, yeah, my wife, Nicole, got me into CrossFit. Uh, she was um, she was a little bit overweight and, no, and yeah. didn't... <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. imagine that. And, um, and she just didn't really have health as a focus in her life. And wow. I was working away at the time. And every time I'd come home, she would uh, talk about this CrossFit and and slowly I saw her body change and um, her attitude change to, to health and fitness. Um, and I never liked the gym, being a tall, skinny guy. Yeah. Um, I never really liked that scene much. And um, But it, after 18 months of her doing it, I, I thought I'd give it a go. And, um, Only I 18 months at all. took 18 months. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. She chipped away at you by the sounds of it. Yeah, she slowly chipped away. She's good at that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I, I love, I've, you know, got a passion for surfing as well um, and mental health, and, and I thought that CrossFit served a really good uh, purpose for helping people um, in their sport but also helping people with um, uh, good mental helping support good mental health, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's that classic strong body, strong mind, the two kind of go together sometimes. Yeah, and I didn't find, at CrossFit gyms, I didn't find, you know, um, the ego that sort of comes sometimes in some conventional style gym settings. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone just seemed to want to improve their health and fitness, and I, I like that being someone who's been in health and fitness for a long time. Do you think do you think the vibe of the CrossFit studio is a little bit uh, a response to the leader of the, the CrossFit gym? So would you yeah. say like your your vibe here is really, I would say, 100% like that. No one's trying to outshine anyone with heavier weights. It's a really uh, non-competitive space, which I really enjoy. 
But is that because of you and Nick or do you, like, have you encountered other CrossFit places that are the opposite? Yeah, and I, I say that to people um, and, and I'm not, and I'm sure some conventional gyms um, wouldn't have that as well. Um, I think what, what CrossFit does well is they're smaller places and the people who own them usually train there too. Um, and that flows over into the culture of the, of the people who come. Whereas sometimes the biggest style gyms um, are owned by investors who don't actually train and and be there most days. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I'm not saying that all CrossFit gyms have a great culture. Um, some I've been to. Um, I kind of look at them like coffee shops. We all we're all selling coffee sorts. Yeah. And some coffee places you go to or shop and you go, well, I'll go back there and have a coffee. But other coffee shops are like, ah. Oh, I probably wouldn't go back there. Yeah. So yeah, I just say shop around and yeah, shop around because yeah. I think, and I'm I'm guilty of this. Sometimes CrossFit has copped a little bit of bad press in the past, and yeah, for sure. There's it's just like anything. If you judge it by what you hear, without going to the bricks and mortar establishment and talking to the people and you know doing your own research, it's really hard to know um, which of those categories it fits into. But have you personally had any back pain, Ben? Um, not really. Uh, uh, I've, I've hurt my back surfing one time and I, I was surfing away that was quite hollow and I, I slammed down on the, on the sand really heavily and um, had to get carried up the beach. Um, and I, I would say that CrossFit probably helped me with that impact, that trauma. Um, had I had that trauma you know, five or six years ago when I was just sort of getting into CrossFit, I think it might have been different. Um, so, yeah, I haven't really had – I've actually, you know, I've had people who've come to me with back pain before and after some sessions, uh, or, you know, a few months, um, they, they just say, oh, the back pain's not there anymore. Yeah, great. Um, so tell us yeah. about the pathways because that's what I've been really impressed with. It's not like someone can just walk in off the street and start. Like there's a really lovely pathway to actually before you can even get into a class. Just talk to us about how what that's and that's a safety mechanism really. So talk to us yeah. about how you keep people safe when they first come to come to you. Yeah, and you're right in saying that CrossFit does have a bad rap um, in certain certain places and online. Um, there's there's a bunch of CrossFit fail videos that I still get tagged in from my friends. <laughs> I um, you love that. Yeah, you know, um, meanwhile they're tagging me uh, in the failed CrossFit videos and, and um, they're choosing some pretty unhealthy lifestyle choices themselves. <laughs> That's a different story. Um, so, yeah, not all CrossFit gyms are the same too. So um, we, we use an on-ramp. Um, we call it pathway to CrossFit because people often want to just jump into a group class. And when we were smaller, we found that that worked well. Um, but now that we're a little bit bigger, um, we just find that we can have a better one-on-one with people and just really find out what their goals are and how they move and they've got past injuries and, um, yeah. So, you know, in, in the intro, I found out that people are pregnant, you know, they're wow. four months pregnant and Lovely they want to. worth knowing about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so obviously we, you know, who'd never done CrossFit before, we said once you've had bub and got the approval from your physio, yeah. uh, then come and have a chat to us. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing you guys do really well is the personality profiling as a as a really good way of identifying there's the high wind door opening. 
um, as a really good way of identifying who is there's it shutting. Yeah. Um, our nature of how we move in our personality sometimes lead us into high risk and uh, we're more likely to injure ourselves just purely based on our personalities. And, and you guys assess that even. Yeah, so we use a profiling tool um, called eColors. So we, we always say that we're more than just a gym. So we all, I want to look at us as like coaching practice that um, so when a person comes in, we, we give them a it's an option. Not everyone does it. Um, some people don't don't like to do the profiling tool, but it just puts people into um, areas that uh, are more likely to hurt themselves sometimes. Like you and I, we're both yellow reds, and yellow reds um, are high risk takers. Um, prior to CrossFit, um, the only time I slowed down was when I hurt myself. Yeah. And so coming into CrossFit, I, I had to, you know, have a have a choice to say, well. If I'm going to do this this sport that some people say is dangerous, I better go into it with some respect. Yeah, um, and I, I certainly you've observed me. I've been I, I had that anxiety about the weights, and probably still do. It's a healthy anxiety. It's yes, a definitely. this is a weight. I'm not going to be an idiot about it. I'm not going to load it up until I have good form. And interestingly, yes. you know, even as a person who's done so many different movement disciplines, the movements are complicated in yes. terms of. And I was thinking about it before, you know, what is actually complicated about them. And it's the sequencing and the timing. Yes. And and you can't really, and the way you sequence and time will be different when there's a heavy load on the end, when there's a light load. And, you know, when we're trying to learn the form and technique, it's a light load. So it all feels really weird. Um, But I can imagine that's a process of discipline to stay within that framework of, I'm not going to the heavy stuff until I've nailed the form, the timing and the technique with the bar even. Yeah, definitely. One of my old coaches used to say, just because you can lift it doesn't mean you should. Yeah, um, great one. And uh, we use a model of of technique first, uh, then consistently good movement. So, you know, if the lift is getting or the movement is being done well, so technique, then consistency of that technique and then intensity. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I'm a guy, so I admit it. Most guys will will go the other way. Girls are more girls do CrossFit than men. Interesting. Um, and the average CrossFit is a 37 year old mother worldwide. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and that's, so that's yeah. Wow. I didn't. I had yeah. That yeah. shocked me actually. I thought it was more male dominant. To be honest. No. Yeah. We're wow. 60. We're we're about 60. 60% women at the moment. Yeah, right. It, it, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, but worldwide, more women do it. Yeah. And um, so consistency, oh, sorry, technique, consistency and intensity. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go the other way, it usually leads to injury. Yeah. yeah. So you come in, try and lift as heavy as you can. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like Monique, one of my coaches, Monique, um, excellent. She moves very well now and, and she's done that. The whole time, yeah, um, and she's now this pretty much the strongest lady in the gym. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I think, can you just talk us through what it what an actual workout looks like? Because yeah. even that, I thought you'd come in and you'd be slammed for an hour and then you walk out. But <laughs> it's quite um, it's quite segmented, isn't it, in terms of the aspects of fitness that you're working on? Yeah. So we we try to um, you if you try and be slammed for an hour, it would lose intensity. 
So we try and break it up into a few parts. So part A, B and C, gyms, CrossFit gyms will do take their a little, you know, some different ways, but this is how we do it. A is just mobility and, and we'll, we'll, you know, might use a ball or a band or some dynamic stretching um, to get the body moving through its planes. Um, the second part will be a strength. So we always use some kind of strength movement before um, the sweaty part. Yeah. And the sweaty part's usually called called the wad or the metcon. And that's just um, can be heavy, it can be fast, um, but it also it sets us up to see if anyone's going to have um, some issues for the wad coming up. So if it's overhead squats in the strength, um, and someone's really tight through their thoracic spine, um, well, we, we'll get to them before they get to the wad and gotcha. say, yeah, you know, let's let's put you into a front squat instead of an overhead squat. Yeah. Um, so we don't compromise your lower back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there's options all the way through, really, isn't there? Yeah, and, yeah. and we try and keep it small classes um, so that we can get to you before um, you might do something that might hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. The way, the way I see it fitting in, you know, people have asked me, clients have asked me, you know, about CrossFit and I've um, always said basically this is where I factor it in. I think, okay, if you're stable in your pain in terms of you're out of the acute phase, yep. you feel like you're making some good progress, you're less fearful of moving, you're starting to have more confidence in just being able to move without your pain spiking. So things like you, you can walk. I'm talk- and so this is about people in persistent chronic pain. We, yeah. This whole podcast is not about your person who goes out in the garden, does a bit much, and a week later they're okay. fine. This, these are for people that are, have been in it for three, six, eight, sometimes years, let alone months, and they've lost usually any confidence in moving whatsoever. Mm. And so I like to get people to a stage where they can walk, feel comfortable walking, they can swim or bike ride, and they're feeling confident, but they're not strong. So they're moving well. They know how to move their pelvis in eight different directions. They know how to centre that pelvis on their feet and they're a little bit stable with some basic movements. Then it's like, right, now you've got to get strong. So, you know, that's kind of where I see CrossFit coming into it. And um, I think, you know, it it is another great option because it's functional, it's varied, it's monitored, uh, it's progressive, you know. And and these, if you talk to us about the... Um, the, the different forms of lifting. Yeah. So there were, what have we got? We've got the... We've got power lifting here. So power lifting is your, um, your deadlift, your squat, uh, and your bench press or floor press. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of like a slower um, strength um, kind of movement. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Olympic lifting, and that's your clean and jerk and your snatch. Yeah. Uh, which you see at the Olympics. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, which involves strength with speed. Yeah. Yeah. So I would put them in a hierarchy. Exactly, yeah. Get used to those <laughs> slower, more slower ones, ones first, yeah. Good form on those. Yeah, and, and then obviously once people get more comfortable with that, they can uh, go higher. And, yeah, depending on the person who comes in, they're like, oh, my, my hip's a bit sore at the moment. And say we're doing snatch, I, I would say, well, why don't, we, why don't we scale it back to deadlift today and um, so they can slow it down and, yeah. and do good movement rather than maybe making things worse. Yeah. Um, and if you think about in your assessments of people coming in, are there really uh, patterns of dysfunction in movement that you see like repeated a lot? You know, like 
I could think of, you know, ankle mobility is a big one yeah. I see. Chest, um, spine. Yeah, um, thoracic mobility, yep. shoulder mobility. Or are there sort of things that you think you've made patterns in your own associations with looking at people move? Yeah, I mean, ankles, a lot of people have tight ankles, hip flexors, tight hips. Um, yeah, as soon as you put someone into an overhead squat, it becomes pretty apparent mm. where they're tight. Or you ask them, you know, um, where does that feel tight? And, and they'll tell you. Um, so, yeah, we, I don't really use functional movement screening, but I just use the movements we use in here as a way to determine their... They show you a lot, don't they? They show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you kind of are movement screening, really, just in a different way. Yeah, yeah. without the... Yeah. Probably better than most physios, actually, because most physios stand someone statically and, you know, they might ask them to touch their toes or do a side bend or one rotation, but... How often in our day-to-day life do we actually do those movements in that way? We don't tend to. So, you know, these functional assessment patterns sometimes show us a lot more about our ability to move load in our day, which is when back pain usually shows up. Yeah. And, I mean, um, I'm, gra- I'm so grateful that you've come and, and, you know, you're with CrossFit Margaret River at the moment for who knows how long um, because and we've got a few physios here now and we've got a couple of remedial massage therapists in the in the team athletes and things. So um, it gives uh, having sort of having a real mix of professionals in a, in a class um, is helpful for um, just a number of things like, um, you know, physios, we're, we're definitely not trying to take the physio role. Um, we want to stay in our lane and refer when, when pain persists. But you go, but I mean, physios aren't really good at the making someone stronger. That's I mean, where I'm, we come in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. it's, I mean, I, well, I actually shouldn't say that. It's probably physios that specialise in that. Yeah. Um, but in my mode of head, when I when I get someone aligned and moving well with quality, yeah, then I handball for them to get into a space like this where they can yeah. be strengthened. You know, either with some exercise fees or something like CrossFit. Um, but strength is a really important part of maybe not getting out of the pain because I think there's simpler things that help people get out of the pain, but definitely staying well and yeah. being able to do all the things they want to do well, they need that raw strength which they've usually lost in the phase when they were fearful to move and everything was really awful. But it takes courage from someone to go from that to walk into a space like this and go, yeah, and that's, yeah, and exactly. I, yeah. And I walked in and went, holy crap! And the same, the size of these we we understand that, and and mm. that's why we start people one on one, yeah, and and try and destigmatize a lot of the stuff that can be found online yeah. with anything, you know, yeah. like um, you get a rash in your leg and you start to Google it, you know, next minute you think you've got AIDS or something, <laughs> like, um, so I mean, uh, sometimes you just got to put bring yourself into a place like this and get an idea, your own idea of yes. your own experience. Yes. Um, and, you know, I say that CrossFit um, is not for everyone, but anyone can do it. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, we have intros where people come in one-on-one and they say to me they just want to get massive, um, they want to lift heavy weights and, um, you know, and, and at the end of it, I just say, oh, you know, I don't think really we're the right fit for you. Yeah. Um, well, you've got to protect your 
own selves with yeah. injury risk and things like that as well. And it's a screening process for me as, yeah. it, as, as it is for them because um, I know as soon as we start doing cardio, someone like that's going to be like, well, I just came in to lift heavy. Yeah. And, and um, they can do that in, yeah. a, in another setting. Yeah. Um, and same likewise, sometimes we get people saying, I'm never going to lift heavy weights. Um, and I know we do lift heavy weights from time to time. So I just got to spell it out. And, and um, yeah, you know, I'd rather work with a small group of people well than people I don't even know. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that's a, another feature of a, of a CrossFit gym usually. Yeah. yeah. And so if we, we're going to just a few final questions. Yeah. When I say bulletproof back, what yep. comes to mind? What is that? What do you envisage? What do you think a bulletproof bat looks like and feels like? Yeah, someone who moves well. So they've, they've had some, they've some had some kind of uh, coaching or um, understanding of good functional movement of a, of a spine, um, and someone who, if they have got chronic pain or have got pain at all, um, they're happy to seek help from others mm-hmm. and spend the money. Um, on we had that conversation one time about people are easily spend six hundred bucks on getting their car serviced, yeah, um, which you can trade in and up and offload and resell and get a new one, yeah. But their body, yeah, and which then, is with them for life, they quibble about a few bucks. ninety bucks for a physio yeah, or, or wow. sixty bucks a week for CrossFit. It's yeah. like, well, you've just spent six hundred dollars on a car that's not even part of you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, someone who's who's their own, you know, who seek help is another, um, if I'm getting off the topic, so someone who moves well <laughs> yes. or, or knows how to move you're, well. I think you're moving into yeah. what are your top three tips. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so someone who moves well or knows or has had some coaching on from a physio or a functional coach on about what good movement is. Right. Um, because so, that, you're right, that, that we don't, we don't, people don't, People really don't know what good movement, what quality movement means. We, you know, it, you can see it. Someone who's trained in what good movement looks like can see it, you know, from a mile away yeah. because they know what to look for. But if you've never been encouraged to explore what's possible or even know what your pelvis can do, and I always talk about the pelvis rather than the back yeah. because, you know, we've got our little, as my um, guest last week made this great analogy about um, a waiter's tray balancing on two stacks of cups and then on that is what our spine sits. And if that tray oh, yeah. isn't nice and stable, yeah, yeah then, then this spine is never going to be able to do what we need it to do. Um, so I think quality movement is an, as a self-exploration to, you yeah. can, again, you can look at it, you can know what it should be, but if you can't feel it in your own body, you rarely have it. And, and that in itself is a whole... That's what I spend all day with people. That part of it to yeah. me is the is the bit that if they can in their own bodies feel where they can't go, and then all of a sudden what's possible they can do on the other side, and they start to think, "Wow, I didn't notice any of that before." Once they can have that experience and learn, then and then they feel what everything doing everything in balance between left and right. Pretty much, I feel like that's it. You're done. You've got it. Now you just got to go and get it strong and and be yeah. mindful of your own patterns. And 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 it's not the progress is not gonna it's not gonna look like this. Yeah, you know, it's point. it's you know, injury in any sport, injury, you know, in running, surfing. I've had I've had most injuries I've ever had is through surfing. Um and and then I've my progress has fallen. And not that I'm a great surfer, but 
um, that taught me something and then I used that. So happy to, you know, make a mistake and learn from it and, and grow from it. So, um, yeah, I guess the three things would be good movement or have support, someone who can show you what good movement is. Yeah. Um, the second thing on Bulletproof Your Back is um, have it strong. So yeah. if, if you come and, you know, have an injury or fall over or hurt yourself on a reef or, or hit a tree mountain biking, um, you've got some something in you that um, that is that there's a strong foundation there. Yeah. Um, because I think you can heal the pain and be moving well, but you're not strong again. Yeah. And there's that window of vulnerability that if you don't just follow on into, and most people stop there actually, they're moving freer, there's not much pain or less pain, and they think, right, I'm, I'm home and hose. Yeah. And I guess depends on what they want to do with that body as to how much strength they need. So yeah. if they don't want to do too much, that might be okay. But if they actually want to be full participants in their life and they want to dig in the garden and carry the grandkids and get on and off the floor and climb stairs and mountains, then, you know, that, that strength is a really useful part to oh, add definitely. to the mix. So I read and listened to a podcast one time and, and uh, someone was saying, oh, why do you have to – why do you have to do a 150-kilo deadlift? You know, why, why is that even – who cares? Yeah. And the one word is transfer. If you can lift 150 kilos in a deadlift in a sound and safe way, when you've got to chuck 30 kilos of groceries in the back of your car, you're operating at, you know, 20, 20% of your capacity yeah. to lift. Yeah. So it's empowering for women yeah. and men who um, don't often lift in there every day, um, then – go to an uh, everyday use like groceries or something and, and can and be strong. So, yeah, yeah. They're the th- I guess in the last one would be um, have some kind of, so the first one was um, good quality movement, then build, build strength yep. on top of that. Yep. And the last one would be to have some kind of mental um, Discipline. Or I'm practice. glad you brought that in. Yeah. So for me, it's mindfulness. Um, so mindfulness is a great way to um, to just get strong in in mind. Yeah. Um, Have you seen many many people in here that are physically strong, but mentally every day? Yeah. Every exactly. day. Exactly. So and that comes back to this approach I have that it needs to be mental. Physical yeah. and emotional. And Definitely, I, think, yeah. I think we can, I've seen a lot of strong people who are miserable. Oh, and yeah. I've seen a, the opposite. You know, I've seen a lot of weak people who are super happy. So, you know, that trilogy of health, it, you've got to have positive thinking. You've got to have a happy existence in your emotional framework, you know, and, and the physical structure of the body moving well and being strong is also vital. So, but they're not hard. Like, there's strategies yeah. for each of them when you recognize where you may be deficient. And when you, you know, when you, when you have a practice like mindfulness or meditation mm. where you can sit and, and wonder, well, what is it? If my intention is to become healthy and fit, what, what does that look like? Um, then these things come up, you know. Um, well, I need to have a daily practice where I move often. Yeah. Um, I need to eat, eat well um, and be a friend to myself. Yeah, which is super important. Like it is. when someone fails a lift in here, I'm 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 looking at what their face is doing. Yeah, right. Because if they're you know if they're 
down and out and saying fuck or whatever, um, you know, um, sorry, uh, or saying, you know, something bad about themselves. Um, so what does failing a lift look like? They try for a, a weight. Like a heavy lift and, and, and it, it doesn't work. Okay, they can't yeah. quite get through the movement. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's taken me a long time to understand as well that, yeah, I didn't get it this time. Okay. But that, that doesn't mean next time I won't. Yeah. Um, and so if I didn't get it this time, um, my favourite saying at the moment is two steps forward, one step back. When you have a step back in life, know that two step forward is coming. Yeah. 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 It's a good mantra. And like, you probably learn more from the step back than you do from the step forward. Every day of the week. Yeah. So you welcome, you've got to welcome both sides of that stepping, don't you? They, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, through our, it's through our setbacks um, that we grow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, good. All right. So um, any final words? Let, let's just, if you've got any final piece of advice for that person listening who may be feeling a little bit ready, like they want to come and get a bit stronger in their spines, um, if they were going to go like, I'm happy in Margs, they're safe and they're secure. But if, they, if they're not in Margs and they're, they're thinking of visiting a CrossFit centre somewhere else in the world, what sort of things would you have them be mindful of uh, to, to walk into a CrossFit space and know that they could protect themselves? Well, feel like in a class or... I would say even one-on-one is a great way to start because then you know that the coach is only looking at you. Right. So you can get a lot of um, – you can learn stuff quicker one-on-one. But eventually most people do like to go into a group class because that's what they see on, on the internet. Yeah. Um, and just know that in a class that you feel like someone is watching you and, and know that you feel safe. If, if the coach doesn't even know your name and um, you feel like you're doing it wrong and they're not picking it up at least every so often – um, well, then maybe that CrossFit gym's not the best one for you and, and have a shop around. It might not be CrossFit. It could no. be some other style of movement. Yeah. Um, and use your own body as, a, as an experiment. Um, yeah. if, you, if you're getting chronic back pain from uh, the CrossFit place you're going, well, maybe they're not picking you up on, on the good quality movement. Yeah, exactly. It could um, be a slight form shift or, a, you know, a slight adjustment. And even those adjustments, though, you've got to have a bit of awareness to be able to implement them into yeah. your body, you know. I'm sure you say do this and people kind of, they don't, they, they're wanting to, but they don't quite know how to actually action that part of their movement pattern. Yeah, and I say it to my coaches all the time and myself as well, what's the cue? What's yeah. the cue that is, is best for movement correction? Mm. And, and it's the one that works. Yeah, I was going to um, say, you, know, you almost uh, need 10 yeah. Now, when I taught Pilates, it was about having the variety of the toolbox, you know, because you could say it 10 times yeah, and, and they don't get it and you say it that one different way and boom, they've got it. So, yeah, that's the quality of the instruction, isn't it, the, the variety of the cueing. They'll show you, like, you know, you say shoulders back and they don't do it. So we use verbal, visual, tactile, VVT is the, yeah. is the approach. So if you're saying it three times and they're not getting it, well, verbal's not working. Yeah. Um, visually, you, you you demo it, yeah, and yeah. then um, tactile, you just you say, here, there's Life your shoulders. Touch. Yeah, yeah. Get them back. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different people. Yeah. The different colours might come into that perhaps. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> colours, uh, yeah, check it out online. It's a free free little quiz. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that. I thought that was very cool. Um, 
Good, good. All right, Ben. Well, it's Saturday. You've come in from surfing to get this done, so thank no, you. No, I appreciate it. I'm glad. And uh, I thank hope you. everyone's listening has got a new perception of CrossFit and a new awareness that strength is a necessary part of the journey. But I guess uh, it's got to be staggered at the right end of the recovery. Yes, I, yes. <laughs> I think throwing it too early on on a system that doesn't move well and isn't aligned is a recipe for disaster. Definitely. But that doesn't mean we chuck it out. We just got to get the timing of implementation and with good quality instruction, staggered progress. I think the only other thing I'd mention is the Waterfy app. Um, I love that it's trackable and people can put in and progress their weights because I think. Yeah. Progress is happiness with rehab. If people can see from week to week and oh, any number, even it's a repetition definitely. or a pound or a kilo or whatever, there's, they're winning. They're moving forward. And, yes. and that is so um, motivating for someone coming out of that space to see the numbers improve. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a great little tool to, what is it? You, you, can't, you can't measure it. You can't manage it. That's right, um, yeah. And that that helps people feel success, Yeah. Um, which which improves people's um participation yeah yeah, yeah. good stuff all right cool. thanks guys. thanks we'll chat soon shockers see you in class this week <laughs> be nice <laughs> i gotta find, always find this record button here this is the best part at the end when people don't think they're getting recorded anymore well that's a wrap on another episode thanks so much for listening If you could take a second to like the show, share the show with someone you know struggling with back pain, drop us a few comments, it really helps us spread the message globally. And don't forget, for those of you ready to build your own bulletproof back, check out my six-week online course, which is a comprehensive blend of mindset, movement, and emotional strategies designed to help you find some pain relief and then the confidence to get moving freely again. Or for those of you who feel like you might need a bit more customised support, check out my consultation schedule in the show notes. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks again. Mm